This is Dance Talk Radio, sponsored by PhiladelphiaDance.org, your one-stop spot for everything dance in Philly. My name is Charles Tyson Jr., and I am your host. And I am thrilled to be joined today by our guest. She is a phenomenal presence in the Philadelphia art scene. Everyone knows her. Everyone loves her. Terry Shockley is in the house. Hi, uh, Miss Terry. Hello. Hello. Thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to finally get together with you because we've been trying. <laughs> yes. Yes. <for> a little bit. <laughs> Ciao. So you are the the grand dame of the CEC, the Community Education Center in University City. And that's how we met. Yes. In fact, I think it's safe to say that um, anyone who's anyone in the art scene in Philadelphia, that's how y'all met. Because everyone's been through the CEC. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Or through my husband, who's a playwright in Philly. Yes. Ed Shockley. One of the two. Right. One of the two ways. Between the two, you got Philly arts on lock. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Sort of say. Sort of say. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been uh, the executive director of the CEC? Now, you would think that'd be a very obvious question that a sane person would be able to answer with no trouble. Now, wouldn't you? (laughs) (laughs) But... The um, Libra that I am, I kind of always say, oh, it's around, (laughs) you know, 15, 20 years, you know, that's a big spread. But um, I think I've been here, it's been about 22 years, I think. It was around 1999 or range when I started. So, yeah. That's right. So that means that when I... (laughs) When I did, when we debuted our, my dance company, Underground Dance Works, you had, you were like fresh on the scene because that was 99. Yes. yes. Wow. Exactly. We premiered exactly. together. <laughs> yes. I don't think I, I don't know that I was the director even at that point. Do you remember? I, cause I started out, I was the performing arts coordinator. Um, okay. For a few years before I became the director. Um because the directors kept leaving mm. <laughs> for all sorts of reasons. Right. And, and then they asked me if I wanted to be the director. And I said, oh, heavens no, I just came here to learn about the arts. <laughs> 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 I, well, I wanted to I wanted to open an art center in North Philly, right? Um, uh, which is where we, we had a house. We still have a house, but where we were living. Mm-hmm. And um, the community that I most wanted to be serving uh, never quite got there. I got kind of stuck here in West Philly. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it was it was the greater Philadelphia area's gain, though. <laughs> well, thank because you. Thank you. So many of us owe a immeasurable amount of thanks to you and all the work that you do and have done. Um, Thank you. I want to get, I want to delve into that a little deeper, but first I want to talk a little bit more about you. Um, So you are one of the founding members of Urban Bushwoman, yes? 
Yes, yes, Ooh. yep. Tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about that. Yeah. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, Urban Bush Women was founded. <laughs> that's a that's a nice word. We came together in 1984. Okay. Um, Jawale, Willa Joe, Zoller, and a bunch of women who had been working up at Sounds in Motion with Diane McIntyre. Mm. Um, you know, studying with Diane and then Jawale. I guess Jawale knew, but we didn't all know at the time that she had her dream was to start a company. So she pulled a bunch of us together and we put together our first show and we did it. Um, oh gosh, I don't even remember. Some lower Manhattan Canal Street, someplace in some loft. Mm. And um, that tracks. <laughs> what'd you say? Yeah, I said that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just... I mean, we had no way to even, I wouldn't even have dreamt this. I mean, this place, the the space is like on the third floor of a a loft. And we had a line all the way down the stairs and around the building for our first show. Um, You know, after, I guess, I guess it was word of mouth. You know, we didn't have any money to advertise. It had to be word of mouth. Right, right. so anyway, it was such a wonderful beginning. And then we, you know, we she just kept making work, kept making work. Um, wasn't easy um, in those years because the work that we were doing um, that really was um, telling the stories of the African-American, the diaspora, Um, stories that hadn't been told, um, at least in the perspective that we were telling them. And um, we used not just dance, but we used, you know, acting and we, you know, we sang and um, it it was um, a combination that at that time was unfamiliar to um, it wasn't a problem for audiences, but for funders, they had a problem. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing? <laughs> what are these black women doing? <laughs> That's not dance. It's not theater. It's not this. It's not that. Right. It's not yeah, the yeah. Other. But eventually, um, um, you know, that changed. She was able to get support, of, you know, grant support and to the point, I think she got a MacArthur at this, of Jowley did, you know, so the company's been around, what is that? Is that like 30, 34, 35, whatever years? Ooh, man. Um, <laughs> I, long time. I danced with them for the first 10 and it was nice. amazing as we toured all over Europe, South America, um, you know, um, the Caribbean, so it was it was a wonderful experience, and there at that time it was all women. It was <laughs> what was it seven or eight of us? Um, Has it not it always was, been? It, it is not now. Really? No, no, it isn't at all. It was all African American women at that point, or right? Some of them were Caribbean, um, and we had drummers who were um, uh, men, right? Um, but now there are men in the company. There are Caucasians in the company. <laughs> it's not, uh, and but the mission is the same. You know, it has to do with, um, it, or it's 
stronger than it was. It's about liberation. You know, how do you, um, you know, through the arts, um, you know, um, contribute to the liberation of um, the company still called Urban Bush Women, though, right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just, I didn't know this. I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. Okay. All right. Yes. yes. I mean, you know, inclusivity is a wonderful thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, huh. so there's some urban bush women who identify as men and right. <laughs> vice versa. You know, there's... um. Oh, I see. I see. I see. I see. Okay. No, 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 no. But these are, this, these are, yeah, you know. Um, Still. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, yeah, it's a yeah. new day. <laughs> it's a new day, you know, and it's been that way actually for quite a few years now that there were um, huh. men dancing. At least, you know, really, I think, I, I, I think there's only one and he's been with them for long, you know, quite a few years. Huh. Because I've only gotten to see Urban Bush women perform once. And that mm-hmm. was at the uh, the IABD, the International Association of Black oh, Skill okay. Dance mm-hmm. uh, Gala. Not okay. the last time it was in Philly, but the time before. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, it was all women then. And I just, I had mm-hmm. no idea that it would have been any different. Sure. Well, some pieces, there are only women in the piece. And some the man who's a company member might be in the piece is, you know, okay. so it depends. Um, he's not in every piece. Okay. Uh, but he Look just... at me learning things. <laughs> 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 what would you say is, um, I'm not going to say the most, but one of the most memorable uh, moments or times in your urban Bushwoman I I don't know if I should even say this, but oh, you should. You should. We were funny. I mean, there were (laughs) funny moments. There were. I mean, we used to eat watermelon on stage, and Mm. we did all kind of funny things. But um, I remember one time. I don't know whose idea it was that we were going to paint huge lips on our faces. I mean, lips that went all the way up to your nose and all the way, I mean, huge down to your chin. Do you know that no one said one word about <laughs> after the show? No one. Huh. Huh. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> so what was that piece about? <laughs> you know, I don't even remember. <laughs> But I think it was the same piece where we ate the watermelon, and I can't even remember what. Oh, uh, okay. What piece that was? It wasn't one of my favorite pieces. I know that. Um, but, okay. But, <laughs> but it's just one of those memorable moments. Right. Um, yeah. That is so. that is that will be memorable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were with Urban Bushwoman for ten years, mm-hmm. and then what happened? And then I, you know, I thought 10 years was long enough. Mm. Um, and um, because I didn't, I wasn't, a, you know, that young when I started. So <laughs> I was like, okay, um, time to transition out of that and do something else. 
Um, and also, I was getting married to my husband, who's a Philadelphian, Ed Chockley, and yeah. we're, you know, I was going to move to Philly. And as I said, I, I had this thought that I wanted to, well, even before Urban Bush Women, I always felt that dance was about, um, for me, you know, telling stories of African American people. Right. That's before Urban Bush Women, that's what it was for me. And um, I did want to continue that. I wanted to um, be able to uh, do the work that Urban Bush Women did. Aside from just performing on the stage, we did these um, residencies where we went into communities. And um, we didn't just work as, you know, just bring dance there. If you were a visual artist or if we went into a community and we're going to, like, we went into New Orleans and before we went, uh, you know, a lot of work was done to, um, uh, you know, connect with different organizations and communities. And, right. and the question was asked, what can we, as not only dancers, um, dancers, artists, human beings, how can we help? We're here for this extended period of time. And so we worked in all kinds of different capacities. We started book clubs. Um, I worked in a wow. um, welfare to work program. I brought the arts to that, to that um, welfare to work program. So we did so many things and I wanted to continue the work. And so that's why I felt North Philly was the place that I needed and wanted to be to start this community center. But as, um, you know, life <laughs> will do, it had a different um, uh, trajectory for me. And I went to CEC as an intern to say, let me, um, I didn't have any, I didn't go to school for arts administration. So I wanted to learn about arts administration. And that's really right. how I find my, my way to CEC. And then I kind of got stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Set down roots. <laughs> yes. And I didn't want to, and because CEC, and CEC had their own mission that was not the same as what Urban Bush Women was about. Right. And so um, what I w wanted to do was to serve that mission, and which was not, um, you know, just to bring the stories and of African-American community and to strengthen that community through the arts. That wasn't the mission of CEC. So I wanted to honor what their mission was, which was to support artists and connect artists and community, but it didn't, um, wasn't specific or um, had to do with only primarily, um, you know, African-American people. It right. But those things ended up, those things ended up happening through the CEC anyway under your guidance like it just happened organically right kind of kind of kind of you know I, I can remember um you know it's funny i think that um naturally people draw people um like themselves a lot to them yes. you know it's kind of natural you know people who come and uh, for whatever reason to see and they do their piece and 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 they don't feel the connection. They don't tend to come back. And then other people feel this connection, and they're here, and they're part of the become part of the family. And we're all here together. Right. Um, so so I guess it was. And then I I can remember 
we used to have talk backs after the performances. And mm. I would say to people, I felt that even if your work didn't have anything to do with um, social change or social justice or any of that, uh, that somewhere in your life as an artist, as a human being, I felt that you should have that as part of who you are as a human being. Maybe I was, maybe that's not the case, but <laughs> but that's the way I felt about it. And I would let people know that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know I've always felt that sense of belonging and community um, at the CEC. And you were a big part of that. You know, I always felt this welcoming vibe and seeing the people that have come through um, on a regular basis, there is an unofficially official sense of, of community and, and family there, you know? Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. And um, <laughs> I have my answer to this, but uh, I want to ask you. What was one of your most memorable moments? Because so many things have come through the CEC. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what is one of your uh, most memorable? Let's see if it's the one I'm thinking of. You know what? And and and, and the, it, I don't know if it would have come to mind if if you hadn't said what you just said. And it may not be the same, but let's see if it is. <laughs> and and then the other thing. Oh, I can't think of the of his name. I can see him just as clear as day. Um. Were you in that piece? I don't know. The, the, well, the, what comes to mind is we had a, a, a dancer who was dancing and he banged his head on the floor. Oh, George Alley. Yes, I was in that show. I was in that piece. Yes. <laughs> That's one of those moments you don't forget because everybody's watching and there's blood. And, you know, and it, I don't know why we would even think it had anything to do with the piece. I don't remember what the piece was about. But well, he was playing Jesus. Oh, well, that could be. Maybe that's why when we saw blood squirting out of his head, right. we thought maybe it was part of the show. We as the dancers, we thought it was part of it, too. We were like, oh, because it was Michael Roberts's work. Yes. Or that, the New I Edge. I remember Michael's name, mix. but I couldn't remember... Um, um, what's his name? Yeah. And and we were like, oh, Michael introduced, you know, fake blood into the character. <laughs> and he didn't want us to know because he wanted it to be like a real response. You know, that's something he yes. might have done. So we didn't yes. think anything of it. And then after the show, George is like shaking and like nauseous. And I was like, oh, someone called 911. That wasn't fake. <laughs> Thankfully, there weren't too many moments like that. And that's not the moment you were thinking about. So now I want to know. Um, what were you thinking about? <laughs> it was uh, one of the the New York dance exchanges. Oh, okay. And I believe her name is uh, Ann Liv Young. Yes, you're correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to say is I was working that show. And <laughs> when I saw on stage that they were using Coca-Cola, milk, and peanut butter, I'm thinking, okay, who's going to clean that up? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it if it wasn't uh, actually mixed with body fluids, it was close. <laughs> oh. A lot of nudity, as I recall. Yeah. 
Yeah, about five minutes into the piece, I don't think any of us knew what was going to happen next. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. That would have been one of those moments. Yes. One other moment, and I don't think you saw this. I don't think you were working this show. We had somebody um, who I think they were from Germany. It was part of the uh, Fringe Festival, and they did this incredible piece that somehow created something that was like a waterfall or something on the stage that looked real. Okay. (laughs) I never did figure out how they did it. They were so, um, they're not, wasn't highly technical in any sense or anything, but they were so um, used to doing things with so little that they had created this incredible visual um kind of like you remember um oh what was her name june lynn or what was her name um oh gosh juyan jung she she would create these visuals like she had this piece where there was this little tiny boat that was drawn across the stage on you know um just these incredible visuals that she little tiny korean woman Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. that was ju yun yeah yeah ju yun yeah 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 yeah. there's been so many um wonderful artists and there have and i was just thinking about the number of times that i (laughs) saw things at the cec and my thought was who's gonna clean that up water all over the place and all sorts of things this is true and those were the good old days to me right i know like coming up in like the 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 late 90s early 2000s like all the Mm avant-garde work Mm -hmm. that was in that space man that's like some of the the best artistic moments that i can recall were at the cec Mm -hmm. yep and you brought a lot of them there, you know, through the um, what, the etcetera performance et cetera series. Etcetera performance series. Yes, so many, I, um, I'm always grateful to you for that because we had the. I started it at the University City Arts League, mm-hmm. and um, how can I put the? I got fired from the University City Arts <laughs> League, <laughs> and. Etc. needed some place to go because it already was gaining this reputation. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, the only the first and only place I thought of was the CEC. Mm-hmm. And I asked you and you said yes. And I, and that was it. That was yep, it. Yep. Yep. For many years. It brought yeah. so much work here. It was, it was pretty incredible. I did the math. It was like 40 artists a season. Mm, yeah. On that stage. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, (laughs) right? (laughs) And for how many years did you, you remember how many years? Eight or nine, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was a bunch. Yeah, it was a bunch. It was a bunch. (laughs) Then I had to, and then it ran for another three? Yeah, something like that. Not long after you. Nobody could, nobody could do what you did. Nobody wanted to do what you were doing. (laughs) Not, not, no, it was a lot. 
to it was do. i tried to lot. hand it off to like a bunch of people at once because i knew that i was doing a lot on, my, yes, on myself yes, yes. but everyone's not crazy like me so i figured you know a handful of people can do this but i guess no. yes yes that's kind of <laughs> what happened with cc you know um, yeah i was, was getting ready to yeah kind of passed it off to one person but the person was a person who was good at um bringing you know um teams of people together where I was kind of oh then do it all yourself <laughs> as much yeah. of it as you can but um uh, she was a, a a really good at bringing a team of people together um unfortunately it didn't it didn't play out the way I would have wished um I wished that um um the person I did should I guess a Jamie Merwin. I wish that it okay. had um yeah. <laughs> if you can say you got fired, I can say Jamie Merwin's hey. name. <laughs> I wish it had worked out. I just it just didn't um yeah. you know, just didn't and then um I was around and so it just seemed the easiest thing to do it was just to come back, at least I thought for a bit and a bit's turning into a bit longer than I thought. <laughs> right. Cause when did you, when did you, uh, quote unquote, retire the first, when did you retire? Oh, well, I, I guess what year was that? I've been back for like, um, I don't know, two years anyway. Right. Um, I think even, well, it might even have been longer than that because. It wasn't uh, that long before the pandemic that you came that's back. That's true. That's true. Uh-huh. So, so, Maybe 2018? Mm, that yeah, sound maybe right? that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I remember you had retired and I came in to, um, no, you had called me. You had called me to come in and, and work a show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course I'll do it. Wait a minute. Why are you asking me? <laughs> 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 yeah. Why yep. are you here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be um, holding down the, you know, the place until someone somehow um, is able to take over it and take it to the place where it should be, you know, because it it could be doing a lot more than it does, and serving a lot more artists, a lot more community members. Right. Um, well, like. Speaking of the pandemic, what I, I this is an obvious question, but what impact did the pandemic have on the operation of the CEC? Well, um, you know, like everywhere, you know, it completely shut us down, right? For that period when everything was shut down, right. um, and I worked from home. Um, but we are CEC is lucky to have the building that we have, and we have, um, arts organizations and non-arts organizations who rent office space here mm-hmm. and we also have the um parking lot which we have some income so we have some income and so uh, you know it just shut everything down um we were able to still um it was i'm a i'm a part-time employee we have one other assistant director ellen tiberino who came on okay around that same time and um that i came back oh yeah i brought her on when i came back so you know the shutdown and then we're we're still of course um 
suffering from, I mean, other than the financial, because we were able to do the PPP, two rounds of that. There were a number of grants that we were able to get. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. yeah, So we were able, financially, we were able to struggle through, which we were always struggling through anyway, just a little bit more difficult. Um, But we did lose a couple of um, artists, um, at least temporarily, um, um, things haven't gotten back to normal. Um, we haven't, like Ron Wood, um, Ron, we lost Ron. He moved to a, another space that operated a lot during the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> we wow. Just didn't, we just didn't, you know, we just couldn't, we didn't feel safe. And we didn't. Right, right, right. right. And so we miss Ron. Um, and um, our African dance classes haven't gotten back up which is one of the things we're kind of known for you know the yeah. support of the african dance community so our our class or monday night class is not running right now um even uh, kula melee they rehearse here um for mm-hmm. years um right um and they um just started back rehearsing but they're not rehearsing as much as they did they were weekly but now they're doing fewer because they, you know, they don't have the work that they had. I, right. I'm not sure all the reasons, but it would make sense that they have less uh, need for um, the weekly rehearsal. Tai Chi is not back. We have a Tai Chi class that's been here for, came over with group motion. Right. Group motion's still around. They yes. just started back. Yes. So Brigitte's here, um, as you know, Monfred passed um yes he did i guess like i'm I'm, not even sure a year or more it's been at least a year yeah Yeah, over i think over a year that was so sad i know i know that was really oh my gosh Mm. um i now see now that thought took me away from i don't even know what i was talking about (laughs) um tai chi pandemic and what it did to the center Um, So we're just getting back to um, Kyle and Danita are still around. Um, They sometimes have a workshop series, but their companies are just still in rehearsal here Mm -hmm. regularly. Um, uh, But we're just getting back in terms of use of the theater. I think since the pandemic, we've had maybe two or three shows in Mm. all the time since, you know, and, you know, we used to have, a couple a month at least um, right at least yeah yeah and uh, that's nowhere not even close to getting back to normal because uh, people are still afraid you know it's like our little small space and the right. ventilation and you know you can't nobody's social distancing anymore uh but you have to wear masks and the, right. you know so it's getting back to normal but slowly we still right. do jazz we do, we do. i was gonna say I, there's a strong jazz presence now at the cec I, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. partly because we could use our outside space that's something good that came out of the pandemic i never really thought about using that yard or right. for anything it just, just never occurred to me right <laughs> and uh but it occurred to um to like jamie because um, she had, uh, we had a community project where we, she had them build um, a small, like kind of like patio stage behind the building. 
So that gets a lot of use. Our side yard gets a lot of use for performances. And um, uh, uh, Lena um, Momford's daughter got married in the yard a few weeks ago. Yeah. I knew she got married, but I didn't realize she got married. I mean, that just makes sense. (laughs) Yes, she got married. Yeah, she got married in the yard. And then we had the reception in the theater. I hear she got married again in France just a couple of days ago, but oh, that's so okay. That might I knew about that one. Yes, that yes, she got married again. Okay. <laughs> or you know what I mean, right? <laughs> um, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all in all, just you know, we've been holding strong, and then, like I said, we've gotten to. Um, use uh, found that the use of the outdoor space which is only growing we have people now requesting to use it to, for their friend somebody wants to pitch a tent in the side yard and use it hey. for a cabaret or something you know um who I know love i love it <laughs> <laughs> i how's the uh the the blue grotto going is that still it's still down there, but be, it's so funny. I, I often have said to people, if we leave this building, the artists that, that use this building and just leave it for two months, when we come back, the whole thing will just fall apart. <laughs> I think it's the energy of human beings in here that have something to do with keeping the, the physical structure that's the, the I buy that. from peeling from the walls. I buy that. So, so we haven't been using the grotto. Randy, who was the you know the maker, yes. the artist, passed several years ago, and yeah, no one's down there. And so when I go down there, you know, because you have to dust, and you know, now I look up, and it's like the ceiling is crumbling, and you know, so it's it's not. We have to figure out what to do with that, you know, because I'd like to. I'd like to um, honor his memory, definitely. but it's a kind of space that it's an artist who created it. He was always creating new pieces and his mm. energy and having small events and all of that. And without him there, it's not the same. Right. And so um, we actually have um, a capital campaign um, for the CEC that is just in the beginning stages. Um we got gotten a, a grant from the state um, that we have to match, and um, we've got a plan, but it's a pretty big plan, like over four million dollars worth of work. Um, oh wow! To bring this building up, not even to probably probably more than that, if we wanted it to be the state of the art space that um, that it I'd deserves. Like to yeah, see it. yeah, the artists deserve. And so, um, yeah, so one of the, one of my dreams is to when we do the basement over, cause that is part of it. You know, we need a egress from the basement in order to use it and, um, to put some kind of a kind of performance studio space down there and to have it still be called the blue grotto and have some of Randy's work there, um, you know, nice. So that's my dream for the Blue Grotto. Is there a way for people to uh, give to the capital campaign? 
at this stage, um, the, usually the way that, that that it's done is the individuals in particular are the last people to contribute to, you know, the campaign. So okay. at this point, we're not there yet. Okay. Um, but if you know of any rich folks that <laughs> <laughs> you'd like to turn us on to, right. or some, you know, or so, some um, foundations or whatever that we might not know about that do capital. Um, we'd certainly like to hear about that. I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we got to get this done. Yeah, I think we will. I, I have no doubt. I, I, I've seen other people do it, and I don't see that they have any more capacity than CEC has. So I say we can do this. And right. I'm feeling good about it. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually brings me to my next uh, question. Because, you know, the mayor, his budget proposal um, has that cut Mm -hmm. for the arts Mm -hmm. from three and a half million to two and a half million, Mm -hmm. which is still less than one percent of the city's five point six billion dollar budget. And um, like how I and organizations like the CEC, I know, feel the punch of the lack of arts funding. Uh, mm-hmm. quicker, that, mm-hmm. you know, because pretty much everything at the CEC uh, at the top is funded by by grants, right? Well, grants and donations. Um, not so much. Okay. Um, uh, because as I talked about, um, we have earned income. We have more earned income than we do. Um, foundation income. Thank goodness. Right. (laughs) Um, Because even the city funding for us is so small. The same thing with the state arts council, which I'm, I'm so through with Pennsylvania council on the arts now that I could, I could hurt somebody over there. (laughs) You didn't hear hear me say that, but uh, I could tell you that story. Okay. Um, um, (laughs) I mean, but even like the city, we get um, maybe between eight and ten thousand dollars a year, and the same for the state. So it's really a drop in the bucket because it's all based off of you know your your size and how much what your budget is. You know, that's a Uh, drop with a raincoat on. You don't feel it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So, um, you know, some organizations the bigger you are, the more you need. But you know, but. Certainly, if they want to see this city thrive, I think one of the ways to deal with um, the problems uh, like with gun violence and, you know, it stems from people from poverty. (laughs) And, you know, um, I believe I really believe because myself as an example, um, I came from Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a, a household with eight kids and only my mother and um, it, it, for part of our childhood, um, you know, it was uh, public assistance and my mother went to work, but still for the state. But um, I had a really great recreation center back then. We had mm-hmm. nice, you know, a, recreation center that that's where I started dancing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and now they even they were they were charging people to take classes now at recreation centers. How do you how do you charge people to take a dance class at a recreation center? Um, right, that's supposed to be the whole point. Yeah, but the city because of the city budget cuts and they're it not valuing yeah. Yeah. the arts. Um, you know, uh, those things happen. You know, so. I think it's critical that we fight to to increase those budgets so that we can um, to serve the the community that really needs the arts the most. You right. Know? And that's the thing, getting people to understand that arts is not a luxury. It's not a frill. No. It's a vital component of a healthy society. You know, for so many kids, it's, you know, not to, it's not even being dramatic. It can be the difference between life and death. You know, I am one of, as I said, eight, I'm the only one in the arts, only one that graduated from college. Um, And it was, I went to college, Ohio State University to dance. So if I hadn't had that dance exposure, um, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today, you know? And, um, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm the, the prime example of what the arts can do and mean to an individual and those individuals, um, positive, um, contributions to community is what makes community community, you know, strong right. and have, you know, um, people who are positive, you know, you have to, even if you don't become an artist, you understand what creativity is and what it means. And, yes. um, you know, because uh, anything you do, you can or should bring creativity to it. I'm, you know, I'm curious, you're washing dishes, right? <laughs> you know, your creative mind um, needs to be and spirit needs to be present in a, in a healthy human being. And as you said, an overall in society. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. definitely. Oh, so we're man. preaching to the choir here. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I just, if it weren't for the arts, like I, I've said this many, many times, if it weren't for the arts, I probably wouldn't be here. I'd have climbed to a high place years ago. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, we need it. And you, you pulled the thought out of my head, like gun violence and, and all the different elements of crime and poverty that are in the city with proper arts funding, all of that can be at least minimized. Yes. I you believe know? so. I, I believe. Yeah. If they could, if they get a chance to young people to express themselves, um, it's, it's huge. Um, no matter what's going on in, in the home, um, being able to express yourself means a lot. And a lot of times that that's through the arts, you know, that's the way to do that for so many. So ah, I don't know what we can do. <laughs> to change this whole <laughs> change going to come <laughs> exactly but, yeah but it, it it does need to well all we can do is just keep 
um, keep on keeping on. Yeah. 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 I mean, at every point in history, there's been folks like you plugging away and trying to get the thing done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank goodness so. for that. Well, well thank you. <laughs> we, do, we do what we can. Jo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, what would you say? I know we're, we're working on the, the capital campaign, but for the CEC, what's next? What's next? What's next? Well, speaking of community, what's next is, um, well, we, we just did a strategic plan, which is part of what the capital campaign came out of that. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of, and in that, um, we kind of uh, tighten up our mission and our, 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 um, our um, what do you call it? Our, it's not a goal, but one of the things we realized we wanted to be um, addressing um, artists of color um, more directly and okay. to be more involved in um, it, it, well, the things that I guess urban bushwomen, <laughs> the things right. that I said I didn't really focus on, um, that those things are more important with the new um, focus at the center. Um, we also, um, one of the things, the focus is about community. We've kind of lost our connection with our immediate community, like Pelton Village and yeah. Mantua. Right. And we realize it's important that we rebuild those connections. So um, we're working to do that. Uh, we actually got a grant from Pelton Mantua uh, to hire a part-time person to wonderful. act as a connector, you know, to bring all, because all these wonderful things happen here. And a lot of times people just don't know about it. And so right. we think if we can get the word out, particularly to our immediate community and get them coming back in here to hear music or um, enjoy some of the other um, um, things that go on, like we have a program, we have a couple of wonderful programs that we host here. One is called Dance Logic. And that's from the um, uh, Worth Park Cultural Center, but they use our space to teach uh, the dance. It's dance and coding. It teaches dance and computer coding. Oh. <laughs> and they, they use our space every Saturday. Um, that's uh, cool. It's amazing. And she struggles with having enough girls, teenage girls, it's only girls, um, for that program, but that's here. And there, I'm, there's probably people right over there in Pound Village and in Mantua who they're not reaching that might, um, you know, benefit or want to take part in that. And then we have this other wonderful program um, called Beyond the Bars, and they take, teach music, instrumental and vocal music to at-risk youth. Both of these programs have gotten national recognition Wonderful. Um, they do wonderful work. Um, I've seen the, the kids with the music um, who just start out learning music, and now some of them are teaching music over Fabulous. a course of, I don't know, five years. Uh, so those are just a couple of the, the organizations that are hosted or, in, you know, who, who have programs that are here. Um Beyond the Bars actually has a studio here. Um, and then um, Dance I Quill, you know, do you know? You oh, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. He has his offices there in rehearsal right now downstairs. Okay. 
All right. Um, yeah, they're doing a piece. Um, uh, it was. I thought it was going to be. I, they're not sure of the date, but it's soon. I think this summer they're going to premiere. I mean, would you believe they want to use our parking lot? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but, On the gravel, yeah. though. <laughs> no, they're going to put it. They're bringing a, a, a stage or a, a um, okay. you know, dance floor or something. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I asked the same <laughs> question. I was like, and yeah, and what about the cars? No. <laughs> Well, also that, <laughs> but, um, so there's these wonderful things that are, have some been, have been here and are always, um, you know, the, the, like the, the beyond the bars is relatively new. Um, there are always, CEC has always been a place where organizations can come mm-hmm. and find a home and launch something and usually they grow and they move on or either you know um to have their own space or um so we're kind of just recognizing um how important having a space is and um at this moment when this whole BIPOC all, all of a sudden everybody after George Floyd you know everybody yes. supposedly um, wants to, um, you know, help the, the, you know, the black community, the BIPOC community. Right. And so we're, we're hoping we can, you know, get the building together, get some new programming, get the community back in here from our local community. So, you know, it seems like it's a really important time and there's a lot of stuff um, going on. Yeah. here at the center um as there has always been but it just seems like um it's really in a good place and uh, the well that's that makes me happy to hear really good and and, and strong at the moment so fabulous yeah. like i said there's always something going on at the cec i remember didn't didn't they film a, a super bowl commercial at the cec Mm-mm. or they were no. going to no, no, they filmed, um, they used this, what was that TV? There was a TV series. It didn't last very long. And they were using our space. Um, and I remember one time they um, they were shooting something outside at night, but mm. it was a daytime scene. So they lit up Lancaster Avenue like it was daytime. And do you know, we heard from many neighbors. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> they were like, what? is going on over there what what is this light i mean literally why i guess um i guess i don't know if they were using the street or or they didn't want it all the traffic you know they didn't right they were blocking things off but we have had um that show uh, whichever whatever the name of it was <laughs> and uh, i think uh, at least uh, you know uh, people do film short films and things here yeah i saw you have an imdb credit now I was, I do. Yeah, there was a there was a, a short film, uh, Alana, I think it was called. I have no idea. You, you know it, what? You're listed in there as, as Teresa Shockley Community Education Center on IMDb. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, so there you go. <laughs> there you, you go. That's how much. <laughs> 
That's how many things go on here. I can't keep up with it. Um, you know, I really can. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but that's what we're here for, to, um, you know, to be open and engage with the community. I, I say my my way of looking at things is, is how do I find my way to yes? You know, let's start, you know, it's like, if, if, if you want to use a space, let's figure out how we can do it and how right. we can get it in here and do as much as we can. So I like that. How do I find my way to yes? Mm-hmm. That should be the title of something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, the CEC, if we want to learn more, uh, where can we go on the interwebs? Oh, uh, and she's chuckles as usual everything starts with a chuckle that helps you my world we do have a website yes <laughs> and it is um www.cecarts.org yes however oh we haven't been doing a very good job of keeping up with it <laughs> we actually we have our, our our website person's been away and she's coming back and hopefully we can get them um, it current but if you went up there look now you wouldn't you wouldn't find the jazz concert that is happening on saturday um i think it's the daryl green quartet and his wife who's camille green is grammy nominated saxophonist okay um and it's from seven to nine on this coming saturday you know it's memorial day weekend Yes. Um, but always, my door is always open. Saturday the twenty eighth, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> door is always open. Um, you feel free to call us if you you hear about something you want to know. Oh, is that really happening at the CEC? <laughs> it might not be on the website. Right. <laughs> <laughs> call me, <laughs> and I will tell you. <laughs> what about like um. I know CEC's on Facebook, yes? Yes, yes. We try okay. to promote everything. Actually, that's Ellen um, Tiverino, who is a, a member of the Tiverino Art family here in West Philly, um, who's the assistant director. She does the uh, Facebook and um, what's the Instagram. other one? Instagram. Yes, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. So we try to keep up with that. And so that is CEC Arts? Is that what yes. that is? Okay. Yes. That's probably the best way to, to find out what's going on around here. Okay. And I'll put all of that information in the details of this episode. Thank you so much. I appreciate yes. that. Yes. So we are so thankful for you and all the things that you do and have done and will continue to do for the Philadelphia arts community. We could not be us without you and the CEC. And I want to thank you once again from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to sit and talk to me. This has been fabulous. It finally happened. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. It was fun. I don't think I said anything that... um... I have to be embarrassed about. No, no, you did not. (laughs) And thank you for all you have done and continue to do for the arts community as a 
choreographer and a dancer and a tech person and now a host of a podcast and as a writer and all these different things that you have and continue to do. Um, yeah, the community would not be the same without you. Aww, so thank, thank you. you so much for what you're doing and just keep it up. I will do my best. In social. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Terry. Thank you. This has been Dance Talk Radio. I am your host, Charles Tyson Jr. Dance Talk Radio is sponsored by PhiladelphiaDance.org, your one-stop spot for everything dance in Philly. If you are a lover of the arts in Philadelphia or are an artist in Philadelphia, consider becoming a member of PhiladelphiaDance.org. Simply visit the website philadelphiadance.org and click the membership button and you can reap all the wonderful benefits that come from being a member of Philadelphia Dance. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day.